Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Karen. I am a compulsive eater, sugar addict in recovery, uh, one day at a time. Um, so anything I'm, I'm going to attempt, there's been a lot of thoughts going through my head lately about becoming unblocked or, or what that looks like of being unblocked between, you know, the blocks between me and God and between me and all of you. And um, I'm going to attempt to put that into words today uh, with the uh, guidance of the Holy Spirit. So I had a dream recently, a couple of weeks ago, that was very, very strange. Um, I was in a house and I didn't recognize the house. It seemed to be very sunny from outside. Uh, you know, the outside seemed like it, it was, seemed very pleasant. Like there was, you know, it was just nice outside. And I, I noticed in the corner of one room, there was like some leaking coming from like a sink, some water kind of backing up a little bit. And I was like, hmm, okay, this is strange. And then I, I went into like um, um, the bathroom and the sink is like filling up with water and the toilet has all this junk in it. Like there's a sock and there's like pieces of food, like cucumber and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is like, this is so wrong. Like, why is there food and a sock and such and like backing up a toilet? Like, this is all wrong. And I woke up and I was like, I need to write about this. This was like, it was almost like, and I think somebody said, it was like, oh, that's like a prophetic dream. It showed, it, uh, it revealed to me that sometimes my life can get like the plumbing system in a house. And I know like the sink is not attached to the toilet and all that. Like that's, you know, I'm not saying I know everything about plumbing. I do not, <laughs> but, uh, it just, it, it, I don't know. It set this thing in me. It's like, my life can get like a plumbing system in a house. Like I can throw a little greasy garbage down the kitchen sink and let some hair go down the drain, the shower, the bathroom sink, I, you know, throw some cat litter down the toilet and then stuff just starts, starts to back up. Like, it's just, it's not good. It's gross. And, and, and i I feel that the, the fact that everything was okay on the outside of the house has some significance here too. Like the stuff that's wrong is on the inside of the house it has nothing to do with the outside. So uh, there might be some major stuff in my life that's blocking things up that's inside of me, not on the external. And, you know, it might not be a huge dumping of a large amount of garbage, it could be a little bit here and there, you know, there's like a little bit of gossip, a twisting of the truth, being frustrated, annoyed and taking out on somebody, acting out of silent scorn towards like a coworker, but it all points to what's going on in here. It has nothing to do with how I'm reacting. It has to do with what's going on in here. So resentment and at the root of that fear. Um, so I'm just going to read a passage from uh, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and this is on page 66. It said, it is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and unhappiness. To the precise, ex precise extent that we permit these, do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile. But with the alcoholic, um, the compulsive eater, the adrenaline addict, the porn addict, whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. We found that it is fatal, for when harboring such feelings, we shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the spirit. The insanity of alcohol, food, um, acting out returns, and we drink again. So it's from that that produces the action. It's what's going on in here and with us to drink, to act out, to compulsively eat, 
whatever is to die. Um, we shut ourselves off in the sunlight of spirit. I shut myself off from the sunlight of the spirit. My life gets blocked when I'm harboring resentments and I'm festering in fear. The things that happen before I act out block me from an open, honest, and free relationship with God. And it blocks me from an open, honest, and free relationship with all of you and with myself. What we attempt to do in Life Lab and, you know, is, is identify and remove those things which block us from the spirit of God. Guilt, shame, resentment, fear. And through like a 12-step program or the Life Lab process, I get to come clean. I get to become unblocked. I get to be rigorously honest with myself, with God and another person about the things which I find objectionable in my life, behaviors that stem from the resentment and fear, the resentment and fear being objectionable as well as the behaviors and the things that I do to ensure that my needs are met. Um, those things I'm tossing down the drain, you know, they're clogging up stuff or exposed and I get to call in the professional. I get to call God in, in this, to haul that garbage out of there. Um, I don't have the power or the knowledge to do that on my own. I, I need to give these objectionable things and like my whole being, like the whole house to him to be, uh, to be truly unblocked. So if I still got garbage clogging up my kitchen sink, no matter how clean the bathroom sink is, there's going to still be dysfunction in this house. And I need somebody who knows all the inner workings of this house because I, I sure don't. Um, I heard a, a story recently. Uh, of a, a well-known Christian speaker um, tell a story about in her home, she, every time somebody would turn on the back, back flood, the floodlight to the back of her house, the hot water was shut off in the bathroom. And somebody, you know, somebody's taking a shower and it goes all cold and they're like, and they're like, turn on the back floodlight. And we're like, what? This makes no sense. Like there's a dysfunction. There's a disconnect here. That's, that's not, uh, but but they had come to accept it as this is the way it is. It gets, you know, you get hot water when the flood, back floodlight is on, on the house. And like her sister came to stay with her and heard all this and was like, you know, that's not normal, right? Like, that's not a normal thing to happen. You need an electrician. You need to call somebody in to fix this. But then she had just accepted that this was the way it was going to be and hadn't done anything about it. And I wonder like how many things are in my life that I've just accepted as normal, which I thought was normal until I had an outside perspective of, hey, this is actually not normal. So um, part, I think part of coming unblocked as well is inviting other people into my life that can see things that I can't. That, um, so uh, this is why, you know, I'm in a confessional life group. And I think it's very important to becoming honest and open and like letting these things come out in a way that is um, constructive, not disposing of the garbage in my life in a destructive way, in an improper way. Like, like I said at the beginning, like throwing garbage down the kitchen sink or cat litter in the toilet, like I need to dispose of this properly in a proper way. And learning through Life Lab is, you know, how I find out how to do that. And part of that is uh, being in community and being in a confessional life group and being with people and talking to people 
who can see things that I can't. And yeah, I think that's like, like the floodlight and, and hot water situation. Like it took somebody from the outside to see that, um, that this is not normal and to point that out. So I, I, I really value that. And I'm really grateful for that in my life. So getting back to the 12 step and uh, life lab process, this process of thoroughly examining my resentments, my fears, my guilt and shame, and how I behave poorly in relationships, that's just the beginning. Like, as I go about forgiving those who have wronged me, because I too have done the same or similar, and making right the wrongs I have done, there's unblocking that occurs. Like, I am now seeing myself as I am as a child, being disciplined, taught, and guided by a loving father. And the channels start to become clear. Like, when I like come to him and I'm like, I've got all these things and I can't do anything about them, but I know that you can. And it's like a coming clean. It's like cleaning the channels. It's cleaning the pipes. It's, you know, and I start to know where my boundaries are. And I know I start to know where my place is and what I, how I can dispose of things properly. And and what limitations, what boundaries I need to live within to, um, to be free and to be, um, to be obedient and how that brings a freedom and knowing where my place is. And, you know, and within those boundaries, there's safety, there's safety there for me. And so now I need to maintain this clear channel by, you know, stop tossing that stuff down the drain, you know, and stop clogging it up with stuff. And in order to accomplish that, I need to grow and enlarge my spiritual life. I need to, my relationship to God to continue growing and to continue developing. And, um, and yeah, I must, I must continue to set right any wrongs as they come up because they're going to come up. Things are going to come up. I'm human. I'm not perfect. And I must address that fear and resentment when it comes up. So in order to do that, I must be in constant communication with, with my father and seek his will and his direction each day. Um, there was a, there's a passage in Romans 12, Romans 12, 2, and this is a paraphrase in the message paraphrase of the Bible. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the cultural culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. So, um, I don't have a whole lot more to say. I do have one passage that I would like to uh, read. Actually, it's not a passage, it's a a reading that I have recently that I think really helps me as well with understanding this. 
And it's from uh, my utmost for his highest and says, will I bring myself up to this level? Second Corinthians 7, 1, um, part of that says perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Therefore, having these promises, I claim God's promises for my life and look to their fulfillment and rightly so, but that shows only the human perspective on them. God's perspective is that through his promises, I will come to recognize his claim of ownership on me. For example, do I realize that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Or am I condoning some habit in my body which clearly should not withstand the light of God on it? 1 Corinthians 6.19 God formed his son in me through sanctification, setting me apart from sin and making me holy in his sight. See Galatians 4.19 but I must begin to transform my natural life into spiritual life by obedience to him. God instructs us even in the smallest details of life. And when he brings you conviction of sin, do not confer with flesh and blood, but cleanse yourself from it once. Keep yourself cleansed in your daily walk. I must cleanse myself from all filthiness in my flesh and my spirit until both are in harmony with the nature of God. Is the mind of my spirit in perfect agreement with the life of the Son of God in me, or am I mentally rebellious and defiant? Am I allowing the mind of Christ to be formed in me? Christ never spoke of his right to himself, but always maintained an inner vigilance to submit his spirit continually to his Father. I also had the responsibility to keep my spirit in agreement with his spirit. And when I do, Jesus gradually lifts me up to the level where he lives, a level of perfect submission to his Father's will where I pay no attention to anything else. Am I perfecting this kind of holiness in the fear of God? Is God having his way with me? And are people beginning to see God in my life more and more? Be serious in your commitment to God and gladly leave everything else alone. Literally put God first in your life. So I think what I've come to understand, what I've come to learn is that in order to get unblocked and stay unblocked, or, you know, to become unblocked again, like I have to put God first. Like obedience to him, my relationship with him comes before everything else. And um, yeah, he'll, he'll keep those, he'll keep those channels unblocked for me because I can't do it my own.